This episode is sponsored by Circle K. Get the most savings on every gallon when you fuel with the Circle K Fleet Card. Learn more at CircleKFleetCards.com. Okay, we're here with Mufi Gadiali, head of Ford Pro Charging. Uh, Mufi, thanks for joining us today. First, great to be with you again. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about uh, charging, uh, sort of fleet charging, commercial charging, commercial EV charging, and how it's different from uh, you know your consumer charging. Great question. Uh, so one of the the things that's really different with commercial vehicles is that these vehicles are always on the road. So if you look at uh, passenger vehicles, the vehicles that we drive. Uh, on a daily basis, we, we use them for about 10% of the time, otherwise they're parked at home or work. Uh, with commercial vehicles, it's exactly the opposite. They are on the road most of the time and because that's how work gets done. And the, the reason that is uh, important to charging specifically is uh, how do you design charging infrastructure, uh, either depot or home or public charging for the fleet so that you can maximize their uptime. So, Essentially, can you get those vehicles, commercial vehicles, charged up and ready before you pull out for the work day and have enough energy so you can finish all of the work, uh, whether you're a construction worker or whether you're delivering parcels, um, and be back at, at your depot charging hub. And that requires a lot of thinking in terms of uh, how do you design the site, how do you deploy the right kind of infrastructure, so AC or DC chargers, and then how do you integrate with utilities so that you can minimize your energy cost and maximize your uptime? Yeah, I mean, that's a huge factor. I mean, uh, uh, dealing with utilities, can we just get into that? I mean, how how should fleets that haven't, let's, let's say, let's just take a fleet of, uh, they want to electrify 20 units uh, right away. What kind of conversation are you going to have to have with your utility? Yeah, so the first thing that we do is we sit down with our customers uh, and understand how their existing fleet operates. What time do the vehicle come in? How much time do they spend at the depot? Uh, what kind of charging options do they have? So can you charge at the depot? Can your drivers take the vehicles home and charge at home? Uh, or can you use a public charging network? And we essentially help uh, design a solution that meets those customers' needs. And this is where the utility comes in. So what we, what we look at is um, understanding first how the fleet operates, and then we can actually model costs for our customers. So if you're going to charge at the depot during these hours, this is what your cost is going to be. Okay. And that's a fundamental change for fleet operators because they're used to uh, fixed prices for, for gasoline or diesel. Mm -hmm. And suddenly now as you switch to electricity, your uh, energy rates could vary by the hour, sometimes by the minute. Uh, it also varies depending on how much energy you use. So what we do is we've got sophisticated modeling tools where we can uh, take data from the existing fleet, even if it's a diesel or gasoline fleet, uh, and then project what your energy costs are going to be. Mm. Um, and, and the first step in that conversation is really to uh, figure out you know, what utility rate they're on, if that's the most optimal rate, and then design charging algorithms around that so that they can minimize the energy cost, but also get their, their vehicles fueled up in, in time. Okay, great. So uh, it may require more power, so to speak, to the depot than they already have, and that would be a conversation with the utility, I guess, and there is a length of time to get that to happen, right? Exactly. So yeah. 
as you can imagine, adding new infrastructure, so if it's an electrical transformer or more charging stations, uh, it all takes time. Uh, there is the construction work, there is the electrical work, there is permitting work. Um, and so what, what we do, especially with our, every single customer that we engage with who, who's placed orders for uh, commercial electric vehicles, is that have that conversation with them even before the vehicles show up. Sometimes even six months before the vehicles yeah. show up. Yeah. So they can plan all of that. Yeah. Now, one of the interesting things uh, that we have as a, as a great leverage is tying into data sources on the vehicle side yeah. and on the charging side. And so what we can do is, is design the, the right charging strategy based on how the fleet operates. So let me give an example. Uh, every fleet does not need DC charging stations. Uh, and we can tell our customers exactly what kind of charging stations they need by understanding how the fleet operates. So for example, if the vehicle is gonna come in say at 10 p.m. at night and leaves at 6 a.m., then we can use an AC charger to charge the vehicle through the night mm -hmm. so that you can level the load. Um, and, and then using our intelligent charging algorithms, we can also sequence the charging through the entire fleet. So we can charge mm -hmm. up each vehicle depending on when it's going to leave, depending on how much energy that is that is got, uh, that it needs in the next day. And what this does, is from a infrastructure planning, it helps them maximize the infrastructure. So for example, uh, if it's going to take, say, another six months to upgrade your transformer, guess what? What we can do is help you delay that upgrade by reducing that load on the transformer. So by, by sequencing the charging, okay. we can say, hey, you can actually add five more charging stations without the transformer upgrade because we are using software to level that peak load. And so in some cases, just by using pure software algorithms, we can help delay the transformer upgrade by leveling that peak load and not, you know, not having every vehicle charge at the same time. Okay, well, when you say delay the transformer upgrade, I mean, at, at some point, they're going to, if they're going to add more vehicles, then that's when it would happen. But at least they can plan a little better. That's exactly it. So, okay. what, I mean, it's, as you, uh, as you, and you've talked to a lot of fleets as well, uh, a lot of them roll over about 8 or 10% of the fleet, right? Yeah. And so what we are doing now is, as we're getting the first batch of vehicles to our customers, we are looking at the data and analyzing how that fleet actually operates. And so as we get data from that fleet, and every fleet is unique, right? They have their own operational schedule, driver behaviors, environmental conditions. Yeah. And so what we do is we use the first set of vehicles to model how the fleet yeah, is going to scale, right? Yeah. And so it becomes a, a great sort of flywheel for customers to look at their own data and say, okay, Here's how my first five vehicles operate, and I'm going to buy 50 next year. Mm -hmm. And so I can use that to project out what my energy cost is going to be for next year. Okay, let me just ask you about the data and, and being able to pull the data and put it in a place where you can manage it. Um, and uh, certainly for telematics, it's what is happening now. I mean, what does that dashboard kind of look like? Is that going to be something that um, a fleet manager or whoever else in their organization has on their screen that they're going to be pulling up on a daily basis to look at what charging it's all about what's happening right now with the vehicles and then how to match the data and use it effectively right absolutely so there's, there's really three parts to the dashboard the first one is sort of the magic that happens behind the scenes so the charging algorithms that run on a real-time basis they are synchronizing the charging and really all a fleet manager has to do is look up to the dashboard to see if something's wrong or not right and that's 
Sure. Uh, they, they, it pretty much hands off. Like, you know, every fleet manager we talk to doesn't want to stare at a dashboard all day. They want to get their work done. Yeah. Uh, and so the dashboard is available in case they want to get a quick glance of what's happening, life status view of a charger, or if you want to go in and say, uh, you know, schedule a, a vehicle to charge uh, before the scheduled time. So any sort of app overrides. So that's part one. Uh, part two is the thing that really matters to our customers is getting uh, proactive alerts. So if a charger sure. is down, if a vehicle is not charging, if the driver's got the vehicle into the yard but it's not plugged in, all those types of things we can notify. So they can actively know something's wrong and, and what they need to correct it. And the third part is, is more passive in terms of getting uh, sort of um, monthly, weekly, uh, or yearly reports yeah. in terms of you know how much energy have you used, what, what are your carbon emission savings. Uh, in states like California uh, and others, we can help them file for uh, low carbon fuel standard credits as well. So the mm -hmm. same reports can be used uh, to submit to uh, state or government agencies and get credit, credits back. So there's the reporting part of the dashboard that can be used for, for many different things. Okay, right. And so you would obviously, if you're not managing charging properly, then, then your charging costs are going to be close to ICE vehicle costs, right? I mean, or you know, they, they, they could be. So you can use that reporting to basically figure out how you're going to do it better, right? That's that's exactly yeah. it. Uh, and there are, yeah, there are a lot of cases. Well, you know, gas gasoline diesel prices are pretty high right now. Yeah. But there are there have been cases in the past yeah. you've seen with customers where uh, there is this uh, this charge on your uh, electricity bill called the demand charge. That one demand charge could uh, could be more than your entire gasoline or diesel bill for the same vehicle. Yeah. If it's not managed correctly. And so that's one of the problems. Then we say, make sure uh, every vehicle is charged and ready at the lowest cost. That's what we mean by lowest cost is how do you lower those, those demand charges? Yeah, great. Well, uh, certainly this conversation is going to evolve. Uh, and I appreciate it. And for folks uh, listening right now, if you're going to be in Atlanta uh, on March 31st uh, for Fleet Forward the Tour, uh, Mufi is going to be doing our keynote presentation. Um, but Mufi, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Chris, and look forward to seeing you in Atlanta. Great.